0: again hey everybody yep. our friends and foes the girls gays and the gays welcome back
1: we're here. um
0: we're talking about trauma drama we are trauma drama we embody trauma drama um and i'm really excited for this episode because nick and i were not necessarily practicing but discussing a pretty cool topic that we think could get pretty controversial pretty spicy so we're excited to kind of talk about it and Nick I know you're me, I mean I don't think you're that great of a storyteller but I think you're a great storyteller so why don't you start uh, telling the story and I will rudely interrupt you throughout the, the time you tell you,
1: it. Thank you I hope you do help, help me catch my train of thought. <laughs> um, I guess a little background before the story was my my wife's grandparents live in Maui so we just went out and visited them and they are 65 plus you know white elderly couple so you know their opinions are very loud and known. So while we were there, we, ex- I didn't experience the misogyny, but obviously I witnessed it. <laughs> and it's funny because it's like the grandpa is so blatant about it. So the, the story I do want to talk about would be the laundry. So he was giving me a bunch of crap because I used their towels, but like, yes, of course I used your towels. We visited you. Like I didn't bring my own towels. Like I'm going to use yours yeah. Yeah, to the beach. Um, And, because I knew his mentality already, I just blamed it on my wife. I was like, oh, she she does the laundry. (laughs) I was like, oh, don't worry, Bill. Kayla does the laundry. And he's like, oh, gosh, Lori's the same way. God damn it. And he just gets so worked up about them that totally forgot that I was the one who used the towels. He just started talking about how Lori does the laundry wrong for him his wife
0: oh my god
1: um the other story was with driving so as soon as we get there he always just hands me the keys and he's like hey you're driving right because you know Kayla I was like oh don't worry Bill I got I got it it's just it's incredible so I'm looking at this situation (laughs) and I don't know what do you think
0: that is quite a layup. What do you think? What do you I, think?
1: You <laughs> have a lot all, to say, so I just want. Well,
0: yeah, no, I have a lot to say, but that's just a story. All,
1: I don't want to give my opinion yet. That's just
0: as we were talking about this topic, I definitely did not hear the the details of exactly what happened. Nick yeah. was just like, "Oh, there were some instances of like misogyny," and I think we should talk about it. And I was like, "Yeah, cool." Like, love talking about misogyny breaking down yeah. the patriarchy all those things and Absolutely. now hearing the details makes it even more upsetting and I, I think like it's so interesting but also so devastating when stuff like that happens in your family and I know mm-hmm. like I I know especially for for Kayla like that is so hard yeah to, it has to be have hard. situations like that in your family where you have different views or have different opinions on things but then like the hardest part I think is when things are not said directly to your face or when you don't have a good escape route, you don't have the kind of resources.
1: Imagine it's been happening her whole life. Yeah. She's like, Oh, I'm married. My husband, like, well, you're going to be different. This is going to be different. I'm so happy. And then no, it's actually gotten worse because now you're married. So guess who he calls to check in on? Not Kayla. He calls me. How's everything Mm -hmm. going, Nick? How's Kayla? Oh, she's good, Bill. Don't, you know, I'm taking good care of her. Right. So it's just like, is then what do I do? Right. That's kind of where I want the story to go. Like where, what you would do, what I would do, but Mm -hmm. you can keep going. I know you have, I enjoy everything you have to say.
0: (laughs) Thanks. I know. I I also think like there's a difference in what you would do and what I would do also, because not, I wouldn't be put in the same position as you were put in, in the not not in a million years. (laughs) Yeah. In the way that uh, a man who has expectations of how another man should ha- like be in a relationship or be married to or exhibit gender roles in a household. like Okay.
1: Because yeah, I do have a ton of pressure. Like I, this isn't a pity party. I have an incredible privilege and I recognize it and I love it. I wish I'm you not- all
0: could hear me shaking my head <laughs> at Nick right now.
1: I'm like,
0: okay, Nick, go ahead. I'm just going. saying like,
1: when I'm back in the car out of the narrow driveway, like if I fuck up, it's like, there's no, there was no room for error because there shouldn't be. So I am hold to a high expectation. I would never give it up for anything. I'm, I understand where I'm coming <laughs> oh, from. <God. laughs> what do
0: I you should... mean? I just you would never give it up for anything. What do you mean?
1: I enjoyed the situation because I was at the there receiving end. I was positively is. at the receiving end of it. Right. My wife probably didn't. And Lori, my grandpa-in-law's wife probably doesn't. Right. But I do. Well, and
0: at the end of the day, like it, I imagine you enjoy it because it gives you a sense of power. And that's what these like gender roles are about is perceived power and like given power. So, <laughs> you know, you have perceived power from somebody and when they give it to you and enable that behavior, of course, it makes you feel good because you're being given more power. It doesn't and help my
1: God complex.
0: It doesn't help your God complex. It doesn't <laughs> help your king complex. It doesn't help any of those things. But what it does do is like, not allow space for women or women identifying people in relationships, especially heteronormative, I almost said normativity, heteronormative relationships to have. Can you
1: explain what the heteronormative relationship is?
0: Uh, yeah. A heteronormative <laughs> relationship is like, <laughs> like a um, uh, female and male presenting partners who you both happen to be cisgendered, but say like, whatever the societal expectation of normal Couples look like so. Like if I was dating a woman or a woman presenting person, that wouldn't be heteronormative. Okay. Have you ever seen the show Euphoria? No, I, no
1: I, you told me to watch it. So
0: good. They talk <laughs> about heteronormativity in that show, um, which is really really interesting because the one of the main characters is a trans woman, and then ends up dating or having a relationship with another woman, and talks about like fuck the heteronormativity because it has to do with gender expression and with right. like also your choice of partner and what size society perceives to so be So
1: Bill my grandpa-in-law was adding to that yes. making it like making it worse continuing the cycle.
0: Yes. Because it, because it doesn't because it doesn't give Kayla power. Right. Yeah. Gives you power, who is the male identifying or presenting person in the heteronormative relationship?
1: I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> right over my head. <laughs> just
0: Even after I explained it. To you, no, no,
1: no, I get it. No, get it. <laughs> no get
0: it. you
1: don't. <laughs> no, I understand, but I'm just saying I don't understand. <laughs> Say, I understand. It, you
0: fucking assholes.
1: <laughs> in that same situation, I do the same mm-hmm. thing every time with that specific individual. Okay. okay. Just because I think, and I've talked to Kayla. Kayla is sure. my wife. Yeah. Uh, Kaylee, you're my, yeah.
0: uh, Kayla's Kaylee. my best friend.
1: So. Yeah. And Kaylee, you're my co-host. Uh, sure. there's a difference.
0: Thank you. Thank you so um, much.
1: In that same situation with Bill, uh huh. he's so far gone that there's no changing his mind. There's no correcting him. There's mm-hmm. no, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Sometimes you can, but in this example, I've known him for like five years. Kayla's known him her whole life. You can't right. change him. So Kayla is kind of She's understanding of that as well. Like it's a different generation. Mm -hmm. Our generation is different. So when you're around those people in my head, it's okay to just say like, whatever, like there's no changing it. I'm lucky I'm on the positive end of this. Right. My wife does not care because it's been her whole life with this specific individual. So is it okay? Or is it safe to say that in that situation I can just like enjoy it because I don't want to live my life that way. But in small Mm -hmm. doses with someone in that situation, It's not hurting anybody is my point because he's, no matter what I do, his actions aren't going to change.
0: Well, and I think, I think like that is the big question. Like, do you rock the boat with a long-standing relationship and possibly make waves that make people uncomfortable and make, you know, the relationship less accessible to say and do like what you feel aligns with your values or what you feel is right or what you feel, you know, could give. situation a different dynamic but I think like to each their own because I mean there's so many times where I've had conversations and I just was telling Kayla about this the other day like long conversations with uncles that I have no relationship with who constantly try to give me financial advice because they don't feel like I have the my tiny female brain (laughs) comprehend how to use dollars well no you and, need someone
1: budgeting you so
0: and that like maybe true and that's fine <laughs> but that's my shit to worry it has nothing about.
1: to do <laughs> with you being a woman it's, you just can't that's handle my, money.
0: my actual poor money managing. Yeah. you just
1: happen sure. to be both
0: yeah 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 thank you i really <laughs> love where we're going i do i i don't want to feed into that really negative and awful stereotype and uh
1: right but you here we are you technically do
0: Thank you, Nick. Just because I, I established that okay. you repeating what I'm saying.
1: I just want to make sure.
0: Fuck off. <laughs> so I'm, fucking mean. Sorry.
1: I'm financially successful and a white male. I don't know. I, <laughs> I wish
0: everybody could see I'm
1: making
0: a fucking blow yeah, job. I bet you are.
1: So what do you, what would so you gross. do if you were there? Let's say you were there I, and it happened to me or you have a family I, member and it happens to your significant other. What would you do? What would you expect?
0: Yeah. I mean, I have, I, I try to have like soft conversations about these issues with like older family members, grandparents, uncles, but in a way that isn't like naming things or like saying the big words, but explaining the concepts like in a softer way. Mm -hmm. So like saying things like, no, I, I know how to manage money or like, I understand these concepts. Like, yeah, I took this class in college and kind of giving like you know, back wow. to these assumptions. Um, but I, th- I can think of a good example. Like I, I have um, my grandparents on my dad's side of the family, like really old, old fashioned Italian people who mm-hmm. lived, you know, grew up in San Diego. And um, I always have said like, might be and probably are a little bit racist. Yeah. And, you know, would, I remember when the election was happening. And I remember when um there was protests and riots around George Floyd's murder and there that was like a really difficult time for my family to be like around each other because there were big topics and big issues and vastly different views and it was you know the younger generation who's predominantly like all my cousins and I all very queer all very educated all in different kind of spaces in our lives and that's such a huge
1: elephant to just let sit in the room like it's kind of
0: Absolutely. And when my older grandparents and aunts and uncles are whispering about how they don't feel safe getting home, because what if they run into riots? And what if they run Mm. into this? And, you know, I I remember having to tell my grandma, like, you don't have to whisper the word black, like black people know they're black, people of color know that they are people of color. It's not a secret, you know, and breaking down racism with those small steps. I mean, I know we made a big leap from like misogyny to racism, but I think it's the same kind of core concept is making assumptions and assigning expectations to people that you know nothing about or that people that you don't have kind of that close relationship with
1: well i know it's like a little little bit
0: accurate assumption
1: has nothing to do with what i was talking about but like that spider-man meme that was going around around the same time there's three spider-mans pointing at each other because like what you're
0: i didn't see that uh,
1: was it your grandparents you were saying said like i don't feel (laughs) safe going home the whole (laughs) point of the movement was like people of color also don't feel safe yes because of the law enforcement and the brutality So it's yeah. like the Spider-Man's uh-huh. pointing at them like no, I don't feel safe and that mm-hmm. Spider-Man's pointing at the other Spider-Man, well no, I don't feel safe and it's just this yes. fucking circle. That Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was a in challenging a time. No, totally. I was in a in a interview the other day. I was interviewer, so I was interviewing a candidate for a position um, at my work and we were talking about this, this position specifically would um, be our staff representative for diversity, equity, equity, and inclusion. So um, would be the main representative to educate and kind of like work with us through these concerns and our anti-racism implementation plan and stuff like that. So we were talking to this person and the, one of the other interviewers that was next to me was, I just also don't like him, but besides the point, He was a white guy. He talked to this candidate who happened to be a candidate of color about like implementing and working through this anti-racism implementation plan and whatever. Long story short, talks, talks to him, talks to him, talks to him, and then says like, well, I read somewhere and I heard somewhere that there's nothing that people, especially white people are afraid of more than being called a racist Absolutely. like using that word or being considered in that way because and we're not try. we're
1: not racist no one's racist we're not we're not we're not and we're, not, it's
0: we're like, not oh my god like how Then that's why it's like how could you ever address an issue if you can't even say those yeah, words yeah. out loud so when it comes to like talking to family members or breaking down these big ideas in small intimate spaces with people that you have intimate relationships with like it comes down to breaking down not the big words but like the actual the emotions, the feelings, the actual, like step-by-step things or words that contribute to as simple
1: as just reflecting on yourself and like what you've been through. But if you're with someone who doesn't seem to have the capacity to do that, right? Like if you're in the, let's try to bring it back. If you're in the same situation, right. And you're my wife, but I'm Johnny, Uh right. And Uh your grandparents are treating you and Johnny similar. What would you, what would you expect your significant other to do? In that situation, would you be upset if he handled it the way I did? Mm -hmm. Like in the same thing, like you, you've talked to him about it. You're Mm -hmm. like, yeah, this is how it's always been. Yeah.
0: And I I do, I, I'm sorry, I did get way off topic and I was trying to make a point and then I got lost. My point was like to say all those things to circle back and say, like, like I have a big value of justice, right? Like Mm -hmm. that is one of my core values. Family isn't necessarily one of my core values, but Mm pleasing and making other people in the same room as me happy sometimes right. takes precedence over like my other values and that's my trauma response and that's yes. the point I was trying to make I'd like took that whole big fucking circle
1: that was amazing that.
0: thank you god I wanted to land that so bad <laughs> so, yes <laughs>
1: perfect
0: thank you so much and thank you for bringing me back because like that is always such an internal battle of like yes I have my little trauma brain that makes these like responses, right, but then right. I think three hours later, like my little my justice value is like, what the fuck? Like, why didn't you say something? Why didn't you step up? So I think so in, in
1: the moment, your pleasing t- takes over, and you can't not Absolutely. please the room. Okay. Unless,
0: unless I mean, I and I'm I'm working on that. That's like a big you know area of growth for me is like speaking out and not being you know silent because that contributes to so much violence not only you know in sexism and misogyny but in racism and in our world absolutely you know? and
1: i agree with that and that's right. why in that situation i felt i was on the morally like correct just because there's just yeah. no i'm not gonna waste my breath trying to mm-hmm. teach this old man like yeah. the way, like the new ways and it's just like whatever bill you
0: like, can't what? win every battle yeah no. you, and you definitely have to choose which battles you know you want and i i think like it's different i would imagine for you being like, these are your in-laws. Like that's something I can't relate to. There
1: is a power dynamic to that. Cause like, you know, I'm trying to always prove myself like, Hey, your daughter is in good hands because like, I, I also have to have respect for their values and beliefs. Otherwise I'm no better. So trying to like walk that line is kind of hard. So I guess in those situations where it doesn't feel like no one's actually getting hurt, right? like in the moment. And also like being silent, right. Silence is violence. Like Mm -hmm. even if I spoke up, Cause we, I've, Kayla has brought it up with them like several times in the past. It's just like, they just repeat the same stuff. Yeah. So.
0: And I, I wonder like when you're saying those things, it makes me think also about like, what would my little trauma brain have to say about boundaries? Like, what yeah. if you were, what if you were to say something and you did set this expectation or set this boundary that like, you know, you wouldn't accept those misogynistic comments Like what happens if that's not respected? What happens if those boundaries are crossed? Yeah. What if
1: I was like, no, Bill, she's capable. She's actually going to drive. I'm going to, you know. Whoa. What? Why? Why? You know.
0: Yeah. And then it and then it opens the can of worms. And then you know, before you know it, you're outside of the car, having a fight with Bill, and yeah, you don't know which way is up. Like I get that you have to choose and pick your battles, but that's also like.
1: Or like, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, Nick, or yeah, Bill, like I did do the laundry. That was yeah. my bad. And he's like, well, that's why women should do the laundry. It's like, that's his yeah. response, right? Yeah. It's just like, okay, well, that was not what I was trying to accomplish,
0: <laughs> but now yeah. we're also fighting. Yeah. Right? So
1: instead of just letting it go,
0: and but then it's also, cannot...
1: it's easier for me to let it go. Yeah. Right. Because I am a white male. <laughs> so I do understand. You have that.
0: the privilege to do so. Yeah. yeah. And you get that point and you, yeah. you understand that you didn't always, but you do.
1: I did not always understand that. <laughs> I was like, there's nothing wrong. I don't know what you're What do you mean?
0: Yeah, this, yeah, it's this right. This is how
1: things are. This is how it's gonna be.
0: Yeah, this is how it will be forever.
1: It's how Dada did it. It's how grandpa did it. I hate
0: that. I hate that <laughs> so much. Never speak that way again.
1: Yeah, I just need a oh. chew in my lip to polish that example off. <laughs> so right. I
0: think like I should, you know, I told you I would, you know, my my little trauma brain would people please until I got home and then I'd probably cry about it and then feel guilty for like a week afterwards.
1: That's but, such an emotional roller coaster because in the moment you were like, oh yeah, this is what I have to do to satisfy myself to protect myself, and then it's like, oh, actually, that was worse. Yeah. But I get yeah. it too. I get caught up in that pleasing thing, and like, so what? What mm-hmm. part of the trauma in our childhood is that from? Do you think?
0: I I mean, for me, I I think like people pleasing is such like has always been such a core part of my personality because it meant like doing what my parents needed to keep them alive. Okay and like it you know i couldn't necessarily falter to like say no mom i'm not going to go and get you know your medicine and then she always used to make me get like a ton of rice cakes i wish kayla was still here to hear this but like i would always be sent to the store to get like groceries rice cakes cigarettes and cranberry juice and that was like <laughs> always the things i needed to get oh. but like no i can't go and get those things or do those things like well then i'm not going to be able to do it and i'm going to be in pain and that's going to be blah 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 so I think it has, I mean, it's rooted in like survival, but the personality trait or symptom that I have as a result of that, I think is guilt. Like I feel a lot of guilt when I can't or don't give people around me what they need. So you're
1: saying in that example, you would have felt guilt. Mm -hmm. And in response to that guilt, you are a people pleaser.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. Mine's a little bit different. I can appreciate Mm -hmm. that. It's Mine is more so the, I feel like love was something that was earned always. Mm-hmm. It wasn't given. It wasn't abundant. It was, yeah. I had to act a certain way. So besides that, when I'm out in public or when I was growing up, I felt like I wasn't worthy enough to mm. stand up for myself or to be mad at someone or to like cause a little ripple in the relationship. Because like if the mm-hmm. two people closest to you like showed you that love is not unconditional mm-hmm. it's kind of how you look at everybody right because like yeah, why would anybody absolutely. else give a shit about me mm-hmm. so i feel like that's where my yeah. people pleasing comes in but i'm probably i'm working on it too because it's still yeah. it's like it's just part of everything
0: we're not perfect we don't know half of the things that we're talking about half the things we probably just said we're wrong
1: yeah uh, we are not we are. psychologists we are not medical professionals
0: not giving mental health advice
1: you should probably open with that too
0: right? Every single time. Disclaimer. Yeah, like disclaimer. At the end of our song. That'd be so <laughs> cool. I still have it stuck in my head.
1: It's such a great song. It
0: is. Oh man. Well, I appreciate that so much, Nick. And I think like, it gives me a lot more to think about But I always love when we can wrap up with like what does it mean about our lives and like our trauma and how do we respond to these kind of yeah, things? Yeah, I
1: think that that analysis or like self reflection is the only way we're gonna like grow mm-hmm. or like change it or reflect yeah. on it and be like, oh yeah, no, I guess I'm gonna have to do that every time I'm with Bill because totally. there's just there's no point in wasting breath. But it goes for other family members too. It's just like yeah. that generation is just like so gone. Yeah. Parts of them, my dad, <laughs> Kayla's dad, like the yeah. whole like is like what the fuck. Dude?
0: No, seriously. And I, I think like it'll keep changing and I'm, you know, excited for, for you and for us to work with and support like youth in our lives because yeah. their views are even going to be more different. are going to be like, I don't know. It's going to be so amazing to, to watch and see what, it is, is. you know, what the next generation evolves to, to believe and to see about the world. If we make it that long,
1: if we make know? it that long, the only solution I can see is. I mean empathy, if Bill had any empathy for mm. other people, like you probably could sit there and be like, oh, that probably doesn't make Kayla feel that good. So I guess if yeah. I can make the next generation have a little bit more empathy, yeah. I did a little better than the previous.
0: I and I also think like, you know, and I'm sure you were taught this through therapy too. I I definitely was, but like every single person has their own trauma. Like Absolutely. every single person's response is a trauma response. Yeah. And so like the, you know, people especially bill probably has his own stuff and they have their own stuff and then we have our own stuff and it's just like how each of us in our bodies with all of our experiences like come together and either get along or don't like
1: yeah you you never know
0: how they're processing
1: no Lori, kayla's grandma had like a complete Mm. emotional breakdown and almost does every time we go out there Mm. about like just something like this time it was her dad and it's just like man they don't And she doesn't go to counseling. She doesn't get help. And it's just like, it eats at her. And then all of a sudden it comes out in such a weird, like way that isn't like the situation didn't deserve that response, but there she is bawling at the kitchen table. It's just like, you know, if you like went and worked on that and like Mm -hmm. sat there with those emotions and felt them instead of like pushing them down. Yeah. So, and we can't,
0: we can't ever know what's right. We can't ever know what people have access to or don't as far as, you know, their emotions or care or help, but that's true we were allowed to be mad at them for the way they yeah
1: were. especially yeah. if i'm related to them now I
0: <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely damn oh yeah, well this was crazy. such a good talk nick yeah I'm no so that, glad was good. that we dove into it it started off hot and i went off and now i feel like yeah okay <laughs> like we're good we ended up yeah once clean. you're
1: explaining because at, at the first part of that story i just sound like an asshole but it, <laughs> it's not me this time it's not
0: so please listen all the way
1: through
0: (laughs) if you're hearing this now tell your friends give it another try just keep listening uh well we love you all that listened i love you nick yeah i love you too and we'll see you next time
1: see you next time